All right. Well, it's good to, it's good to be together. Man, it, it feels like it's been like five years since we've done something like that. I don't know about you, but I miss the football baked potatoes, right? You remember those? So long ago. If you ever ate one of those, um, you probably haven't been back since. Um, but hey, it's, it's great to be together. You know what I love about our church? I just love the tenacity and the nastiness of our church. You know, just showing up. I've seen some, I don't know, Pittsburgh Steelers jerseys. You know, I mean, permission to escort them out, security, right? Like, it's okay. And then I saw a Philadelphia Eagles hat in there. And like, you know, they are excommunicated from our church now. Uh, so, yeah. Who invited Mike? That's what I want to know. Anyway, it's great to be with you, and uh, I want to do a couple things uh, for us. I, I want to give us some big picture clarity on our church. So I want to give you uh, some tensions that maybe we've had to deal with over the last five years in this transition and how we're navigating them. And I want to give us just a, a picture of, of one year, what this year is going to look like, a vision uh, as we launch this uh, the, in September to next September. And so, you know, I, I just celebrated, this is kind of crazy, but I just celebrated my five-year anniversary here at Northridge Church, right? Yeah, let's go. Woohoo. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you know I, I've just been reflecting on this, and I came to Northridge Church as a 30-year-old, what I would call whippersnapper, right? And if you asked me back then, man, I knew, I, I knew how to do this thing, right? I, I had it covered, right? And then five years into it, I'm like, holy smokes. And first and foremost, I'm sorry, right? <laughs> and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your commitment to this church through the ups and downs of a young leader who's you know, getting his feet wet, who, who makes some really dumb decisions and who makes, gets some lucky on some ones, right? And, you know, from my heart to yours, I'm just grateful for your commitment to something bigger than whoever's leading this thing, but to our mission, more and better, right? And I'm, I'm grateful that each and every one of you plays a huge role in that. And so let me start by just giving us some big picture clarity for our church, and I hope you guys know this, um, you are the core of our church, and you know this, you hear it pretty regularly, our mission here is more and better, right? We, we try our best at Northridge Church to keep this unique balance of reaching people far from God and growing people closer to God, and it's a tension, it always will be a tension. Sometimes you'll feel like we're, we're going more after the more, and sometimes you'll feel like we're chasing down the better too hard, and we do our best to keep this this, this tension in managed, keep these things balanced. We want two things at our church when it comes to our mission. We want salvations and we want sanctification, right? That's what we're after. We want to see people come to know Jesus and we want people to look more like Jesus. That's the goal. That's where we're aiming. But, but maybe a tension that maybe you've had to deal with in your group with the people of our church or maybe you felt yourself in the five years of transition, you, you might, have, might have felt this tension. We say the same things, but it feels very different. Right, right. We, 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 we use the same ter terminology, more and better, pi squared, but, but over the last five years, our church has just felt different than it used to be. Why is that? What has changed in the life of our church? One thing I want to make clear, our mission has not changed, but what has? You see, we have changed the how and the what, but we haven't changed the why. Okay, the reason why we exist is our mission, more and better, salvation and sanctification. But how we achieve that mission looks different for every church in America, 
right? More and better is not unique to Northridge Church. Churches all over say it just a little bit differently. They want to see the same thing. That's what churches should aim at. But how we get to the, the mission is up to the local church to decide. And I think we've felt this tension of things are changing, but we're saying the same things. And I think how, how we get to the end goal and, and what we do to get the end of the goal has changed. It has. It looks a little bit different, but our aim is still the same. And, and where has that tension been felt the most? I would think Sunday mornings, right? Sunday mornings, when we show up on a Sunday, we feel that difference the most. And why is that? Well, I think we have to understand the targets of Northridge Church on a Sunday morning. And I want to walk you through these, and I want you to, I want you to know these. So when we, when we have a service, whether it's online, Webster, or, or, or here at Rochester, right, we have specific targets, and these are targets that I didn't make up. These are ones that I inherited. And so on a Sunday morning, when we program and when we plan and when we pray, we think about these targets, and they're in prioritized order, okay? So our targets, first and foremost, is the new believer, Right? This is the person who shows up to church uh, on Sunday and got saved on Thursday. Right, They're the new believer. And, and you'll see in, in parentheses, I've given them a descriptor. So we'll call this person the infant. Okay, The second one is the almost believer. This is the, the person who has been invited by one of you guys or someone in our church. They, someone's been living Pi Square and said, you got to come check out my church. you got to come check out my church. And this person finally shows up. But they're not, they haven't crossed the line of faith. I call this person pregnant, right? I'm familiar with pregnancy right now, just, just so you know, right? I'm, I'm good with this one. The, the third one is the middle school student, right? This is the, the, the middle schooler that we want to capture their attention. We want to help build a foundation and continue to build the foundation that kids' ministry started. We call this person the toddler. And then there's the mature Christian, Right? We call this person the adult. This is the person who's following God for 10, 20. Maturity is not a length of time, but it's a depth of knowledge and understanding and action of following Jesus. And these are our targets. I, I really want you to, to see these. And here's what I want you to notice about them. Okay, the first three, you have an infant, someone who's pregnant, and a toddler. Okay, those three people, what's unique about them is they cannot feed themselves. Right, they can't. They don't have the ability, the knowledge. They haven't learned yet to, on Monday to, to fill their soul with, with the Bible. They're still getting there. And the reason why they are prioritized in what we call maybe the food chain or our targets is because they can't leave the church on Sunday and grow on their own. And so that is really important to, to me and our church that we give these people the ability to Become a better disciple of Jesus Christ or experience Jesus for the first time. But attention that comes up with this, and we as an organization, as a church, have created this tension, the tension that you might feel at times. The mature believer might feel left out. There might be times where you as a person who is just looking for a little more depth on Sunday, to dive a little bit deeper, and I get that tension. Honestly, we've created it. And so I want to talk about today from a big picture perspective how we're going to try to fill that gap for the mature believers in our church. I'm going to give you a couple ways. The first one, you might have noticed this. Um, we're going to be offering equipped classes throughout the community, community group trimester. This is something that historically we've never done at Northridge Church. 
but we want to give mature believers some classes where they can grow, where we can dive a little bit deeper into things that we may, might not be able to tackle on Sunday. This is, again, something that we've never done. We're trying it out, and we've, we've brought on a, a group of volunteers, wise men and women, to help us uh, create classes that are going to help people in our church become better disciples of Jesus Christ. Another thing we've done is the community group choice. This is where you guys come in. I think it's really important for you as group leaders to know your group, right? And if your group is full of, of more mature believers, we've given you the ability and the freedom. You've got right now media. There's, you've got access to study after study where you can say, hey, we don't need to do sermon discussion. We, we, we want to dive deeper. So we're going to dive into a book, and you can lead that. You can look at your group and say, hey, what's best for our group and lead them. That's why you're group leaders. So you have the choice to do that. Another thing I'm going to do uh, just on, on Sunday mornings is I'm going to take a couple message series a year, and I'm going to gear them more towards mature believers, right? I'm going to give a, two or three sermon series a year that, that, that are geared a little bit to diving a little bit deeper. And I'll even tell you what those series are coming up in this year span. After Against All Odds, we started this week. We'll be in it seven weeks. The next week, or not the, the week after that, we're going to start a series called Heaven. And we're going to dive pretty deep into what is heaven like and answer a bunch of questions and, and, and get a better understanding of the misconceptions and the truth about what heaven is. And then probably a little bit later, more towards the Easter season, we're going to dive into the book of Revelation. And we're going to try to tackle a little bit of it around eight weeks. And so we're going to gear a couple more sermon series towards our mature believers. And we try, I mean, I try every Sunday to try to hit everybody in the audience. But the reality is we have a lot of people who show up week after week. And it's it feels sometimes like an impossible task to cover every single individual based off where they are in their walk with God. And so there are tensions there, and we're trying to navigate them, we're trying to cover them, and we understand them, we see them, and we're trying to make adjustments to, to help mature believers grow even deeper in their faith. But let's talk about a year, right? A year. So we just started what we would call kickoff fall, and so I'm going to give you a vision for the year uh, moving forward. You see, this year, we, we really tied it to two words. This year is all about rebuilding and renewing. That's what I see us doing over the course of this next year. Man, the last season of ministry, I, I don't even know how long it's been because it's just kind of all blurs together, has been incredibly unique, incredibly challenging, and incredibly different. Right, the, the church, I'm not talking about just Northridge, I'm talking about the big C church, has kind of been flipped on its head throughout this season, right? There was a time where we couldn't even get together, and then the community groups were like, what do we do? We're Zooming. It's just been incredibly hard. And not only just as the church, but as individuals, this has been a really hard season on us, just as our families and trying to navigate what does work look like and what does our schooling look like. And the church has changed. Whether we like it or not, the church has changed, and it's not even by our own choice, it's just by necessity. And so as we look at this year and we think about what's best for our church, I think this year is all about preparing and believing for what God has next for our church, right? It's about preparing for the next phase of ministry here at Northridge Church, and I think it's really wise for us to just kind of to, to pause instead of being like, we need to go tackle the next hill, and we actually need to decide what is the next hill. Where do we want to be in five years and build and prepare for that rather than chasing after it? You know, you guys know I'm a Cowboys fan, and one of my greatest frustrations with the Cowboys has been we've been 
good enough that everybody kind of talked about, hey, the Cowboys, this could be their year, right? And so we've been average for the last 10 years because our team has never taken the time to just say, you know what, this is a rebuilding year. Let's work on our team. And so they've just been filling in gaps, trying to climb the mountain, and they always fall short. And rebuilding is, is never fun to admit, right? Because at some level, it feels like failure. It feels like you're taking a step back. But I think some of the best organizations, some of the best churches know when to say, hey, we need a year to figure it out. We need a year to seek God and renew our, our passion for ministry, find the mountain, and go chase it. And I just believe for Northridge Church, that is this year. And a couple of things we're going to be rebuilding. Number one, our staff. Right, you guys have had to navigate this journey with us. It's been hard. It's been difficult. Um, I came back early from sabbatical to help navigate this journey where we had some transition in staff. The entire industry today, working industry, churches, and, and corporate world is experiencing transition right now. They say the average uh, person, I think 53% of people right now are thinking about leaving their current job for another one. And so we're in this transition. Our church hasn't escaped it. We've, I've lost some really good friends in this season. It's been very difficult and very hard. And as you mourn the loss of people you love, you also have to fill those gaps that that created. And so over this year, we're going to have to rebuild our staff. And we're asking the question, hey, what do we need for the future of our church? What positions do we need and who are the right people to help us build to where we need to get to go? The second thing is, and I think this is the most important thing this year uh, will really set us up for success, is we need to rebuild our volunteer base, right? You guys know this. People have gotten comfortable at home. People have gotten comfortable watching online. And we're going to do our best to minister to those people. But I think there's two groups of people that we need to go after. The first group is just the new people who are coming to our church and just saying, hey, we need you to get into the game. We need you to serve in kids' ministry, in youth ministry, in the tech world, in, in, in the worship department, in leading a group. We need to just recruit new leaders to, to fill in some gaps that you guys have been holding up for us. And we need to give you a break and recruit more leaders. But I also think there's a, there's a group of people that are at Northridge Church and, you know, Five to seven years ago, they were at the core of who this church was. And instead of being on the inside, now they feel like they're on the outside looking in. And we need to recapture those people. We need to invite them back in and say, hey, you have a role here and we need you. And will you help us build our volunteer core? I mean, I would love to see us at the end of this year get to the place where we have backups for our volunteers where you as a group leader have a co-leader and you're like, hey, I, 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 I have permission to just take a break when I need it rather than feeling like the world is like banking on your shoulders. And so we gotta rebuild our staff, our volunteer base and our events and systems, right? We're just gonna look at everything and we're gonna, we're gonna evaluate and we say, hey, what, what have we always done that really doesn't help us fulfill our mission? What needs axed and deleted and what needs added to help us get to where we need to go? And so we're just gonna evaluate and look at our events, our systems. We're gonna rebuild and, and, and recruit volunteers and we're gonna help uh, fill in some staff positions that we need. And, and my hope at the end of the year, I really want this year to, to rebuild what we do and renew who does it. You know, I, I know for you guys, the group is starting in, in, in a week or two, but I hope this year you can take some time and renew your passion for the purpose God has you for. 
that you can renew your passion for, man, I, I love every Monday night or every Tuesday night or Sunday night or Wednesday, whatever your group of meetings, you get excited. And God renews your passion that you get to help people take God's word and apply it to their lives. For them to live out the scriptures, you get to build really solid relationships with people that help you care for them in the worst of moments. Right today, after church, I got a phone call from someone who's really close to me. Someone who goes to this church said, my wife is in the hospital, and I'm not sure she's going to make it. I'm just glad that we have a church that people who go through those moments in life, they have a leader like you. Say, I'm right there with you. I'll pray every day for you. And I hope that we get to look at our church and say, okay, from a year from now, when we get ready to go, where do we want to be? What do we need to rebuild? And I pray that you get to renew your soul and say, God, I'm ready and I'm excited to change this city for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I just love to pray for our church for this year. And then I'll wind down. Will you pray with me? Lord, thank you for just seasons where we, we don't have to capture the mountain, but we can slowly look at it and just ask for your wisdom. God, would you, would you lead us? And would you guide us? Would you rebuild the things that, that we, we need to rebuilding. Will you provide the right people? Will you bring new volunteers? And will you just show us exactly where our church needs to go? And will you help us prepare for that? I gotta pray for every leader here that you would renew them. And that's not, maybe it doesn't come from a break, but it comes from time just seeking you, finding rest in you. And I pray at the end of this year, God, we would be ready. We'd be ready for what you have in store for our church, whatever it is. In Jesus' name. Amen.